Hello and welcome to another episode of Inner Movements, the podcast that shares stories and insights from the journey of self-realization to inspire you to know yourself and live an authentic life. Today's episode is a new format that I'm trying where I have a guest and today's guest uh, is a dear friend of mine and a woman I absolutely adore. Naomi is a woman who has worked on herself for years, for a decade and today we're gonna be talking specifically about her journey in self-love or towards self-love and she is sharing with us how she went from being a socially anxious person, someone who didn't know who she was, what she wanted, what was okay and what was not okay, someone who wasn't able to draw clear boundaries in her relationship, someone who didn't know how to say yes or no and when to say yes or no, to being this amazing woman that I know who is powerful, empowered, very clear and who has built a clearly a loving relationship with herself. We're going to be talking about self-acceptance, self-ownership and what she calls um, self-sovereignty. You will want to listen to this episode if you're someone who is dabbling around the idea of self-love, tried to embark on that journey but maybe don't really know how to start it or how to go around it, especially that Naomi is going to share with us at the end of the show her recommendation on how to get started and her practices. All right, let's dive in. So today I'm with uh, Naomi, uh, a soul that I absolutely love and that I met only this year actually, but uh, with whom I feel so, so connected and I'm very grateful for your presence in my life. <laughs> um, and we're going to be talking about self-love, but uh, before we start, I just want to introduce you to our listeners. So Naomi is a self-love and self-sovereignty coach. So what does that mean? <laughs> okay, so... Um... <clears throat> You can just take out these gaps later. Okay. <laughs> or not. <laughs> or not. <laughs> this is the real, real here, guys. Exactly. Um, so self-love, I think we all have a sense of what self-love is. Um, but for me, the full embodiment of self-love is actually to be in my own sovereignty. That is to know who I am, know where I'm going, and to be consciously making the choices in my life with intention and with, most of all, respect my own needs, wants, and desires. Um, and for me, the journey to self-love has actually been a journey to self-sovereignty uh, because only when I'm taking responsibility for my own self, only when I am showing up for myself, when I'm seeing, when I have the courage to see what my needs are and to meet them, when I have the courage to say yes, when I really want something, even though it's vulnerable, or to say no, when I don't want something, even though I might lose somebody, even though it might be uncomfortable. Mm. Um, I've had needed to have the courage to completely alter the direction of my life and then be the one. I'm the only one that's always gonna be in my corner. Mm. <laughs> and so really developing my own sovereignty to know what I want and to stand by myself as I choose it. So for me, 
the heart of self-love is actually self-sovereignty. Mm. It's how I guide myself, how I protect myself, how I respect myself, how I choose my path, and how I embody in the most powerful expression of who I can be for this life. That's amazing. I love it, and I, and I love that we're so aligned on the definition of self-love. I um, You call it self-sovereignty. I call it uh, self-leadership. Um, and also, it's it's at the end of the day, it's a relationship with ourselves, self love, right? And and um, we're gonna be so today's podcast basically is um, for me to share your journey with the world, or for you to share your journey with the world, with the purpose of uh, hopefully inspiring others to not do the same as you, because each person's journey is gonna be very um, uh, individual and 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 special and unique. Um, but maybe inspire people to just like start their journey to creating a, a relationship with themselves. Yeah. Yes. And so you help people and you, and you guide people in this journey, right? Yes, that's right. Beautiful. Good. For all the listeners in here, take your hands. <laughs> um, okay, cool, my dear. So, all right, I want to know everything. I want to know, because I just met you this year, actually. So this is also for me to know the yes. story, right? So how was Naomi pre-self-love journey what Mm. did that look like okay so i have had a very uh complex relationship with myself very i would say (laughs) oh for anybody out there that feels like self-love is only a distant dream on the horizon um i can relate to that (laughs) my (laughs) yep my early self i was so distant from myself I didn't even know what I liked I had no concept of what I liked I every day was uh, full of anxiety mm. and people pleasing and depression and perfectionism and this very very deep feeling like um, I wasn't safe I didn't belong uh, mm. I didn't have anything to offer all these things and my relationships were characterized by this timidness and lack of intimacy because the truth is I didn't really feel like I could be cared for. Like mm. there was nothing about me that was worth loving. Yeah. And that came out of some uh, pretty intense trauma when I was a child, some uh, lots of bullying between the ages of 5 and 12, as well as living in a very unsafe home environment. And so my sense of self was really fragmented, shattered. And I didn't have, I didn't even, I didn't have a mirror. I didn't have a clear view of who I was. I didn't know who I was as a woman, as a person, as a friend, as a lover. I just didn't have a sense of myself at all. Um, And that's where I started. And I started with traditional therapy, uh, which for me was really helpful uh, in getting some foundation, but... Um, ultimately wasn't really creating the transformation I needed within myself Um, but I'll tell you one of my best therapists gave me an exercise that was I think the true beginning of my transformation Mm, Nice. and that was she had me put a photo of myself as, as a little girl on my mirror and Every morning I had to look at that little girl. <laughs> inner child work. Yes, yes, real inner child work. And see her. And whenever I'd have like 
dismissive thought, hateful thought, whenever I was neglecting my needs, whatever I was doing, especially my self-talk, mm-hmm. I would look at that little picture and say, would I say this to this child? Mm. Would I say what I'm about to say to myself to that little girl? Because she is still in me Absolutely. and she is not feeling okay. Absolutely. And that was actually the first massive step I took for myself. I vowed to myself, I will never again say anything to myself that I wouldn't say to somebody I loved, that I wouldn't say to a child I loved, that I wouldn't say to my best friend. And I didn't. I really didn't. Um, and that was the beginning of changing everything. What did that trigger? So I, I'm curious now to know, like, the waterfall reaction. So you started with inner child work, basically. Yeah. Thanks to your therapist, I think that's genius. Yes. And also I love the idea of putting a picture out there. So, like, what I find helpful is to separate... When I started this work... It was all like so tangled within me. Mm, when yes. you externalize it, be it through a picture or a visualization of the child, it, it helps actually create a relationship because it's, it seems like it's someone outside of you, but it's still you. I don't know. It's a good trick. <laughs> yes, exactly. I would actually visualize. So I had incredibly high levels of anxiety at mm. every point in my life. Mm. And um, one of the first things I did was learn how to visualize my inner child as separate from me mm. and carry her. And so I would, like, good thing people can't read your thoughts, because yeah. I would just be... <laughs> Freaking crazy person yeah. in here. <laughs> I'd just be walking around Boston, you know, getting on the train. I'm super anxious in public at yeah. that point still. Yeah. I'm not anymore, because of the work I've done. Great. But I say that because it is possible, even if you are the most anxious person on earth, to shift these things. Love it. Um... But I would just, I would feel that anxiety, I would go to that part of myself, and I would just picture putting her on my hip, and I would say to her, it's okay, baby girl, how are you feeling? Mm. Talk her through getting on the mm. train. Literally, like I was talking to a child. Self-talk, yeah. Yeah, and then yeah. really just starting that process of, like, instead of ignoring that need or suppressing it or feeling ashamed or getting consumed by it, I started mothering it, fathering it, befriending it, loving it. Mm. And as soon as I had the part of me that was wounded and the part of me that was whole, no matter what way I've used to interact with that, that's really when everything changed. Yeah. So would you say that, I mean, I, 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 I believe in that too. So in a way, it's the first step, because it has also been my first step, which is maybe it's the first step for everyone. I have no idea. But it seems like we had the first step, the same first step, which is to see to see the parts of you that are wounded. I love how you put it, like the wounded part and the whole part, because indeed they are always here. Even in moments where we feel so wounded and so depressed and sad, knowing that there's always awareness, consciousness, the whole being that can help out. So I, I feel like your first step was to see, understand that there were parts of you that were wounded and there's the, the there's there's an episode I did just before this one where I talk about the parts so for example your inner child seeing it and then starting a process of well basically building a relationship with it yes. or with that part and very intentionally and carefully building up the parts of myself that are there to support the wounded right. parts right so yeah. nurturing those and allowing them allowing them to to help the other parts yes so that so that I'm not just losing myself as, I, as if I'm still a small wounded child. Right. Like now I'm an adult, yet I did not, I did not inherit those skills. Mm-hmm. I did not inherit the skills of being a, 
a safe, calm, competent, sovereign adult. Yes. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. So this work for me has really been intentionally create, like noticing, creating, giving attention, naming those parts of myself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whatever okay. that is, and allowing myself to embody that until um, until I'm okay. We're going to pause again. The cat needs attention. Go ahead, Naomi. <laughs> I'm sorry, honey. That's okay. Okay, so how did it all go once you started this journey? So what, what, what's the journey like? What did you do? So it's, I mean, <laughs> it's been a massive journey. It's the journey of a lifetime. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 like, I... That, that parts work I did with my inner child being on my mirror happened when I was 29, mm -hmm. and I'm 43 now. Mm -hmm. And it's been consistent since then. Consistent, yeah. massive growth. Yeah. And I think that that is the way to think about it. It's just like uh, the, the foundation's very simple. It's just literally becoming, uh, coming into intimacy and self-knowing, attending to your own needs, learning your own desires, knowing how to express how to hold yourself through the hard times how to love how to how to love yourself how to how to connect tr truly with who you are and what you want but the refining of that happens in the difficult moments right in the challenging moments mm. Um, mm. it's not in the easy moments it's in the the things that are incredibly hard to face so what do you what do you do in those in those difficult moments um so now i say like I <laughs> I would never have thought I could say this, but I trust myself completely. <laughs> and, and to me, this self-sovereignty, uh, one of the major keys to self-sovereignty is self-trust. Hmm. And my journey of self-trust has been, is still in process. Let's talk about that. Yes. I feel it's a very painful one. It's very difficult. Yeah. Yes, and, and like the... The thing about self-trust is that you have to be very present with your own actions, your own thoughts, your own accountability, your own integrity. You have to be present with your own integrity to yourself. Mm -hmm. It's very easy, I think, for some of us to come from traumatic or people-pleasing backgrounds or perfectionist backgrounds. Like We're very, very, very good at showing up as the good girl yeah. for other people yeah. while completely abandoning ourselves. Absolutely. And so... The second step for me, <laughs> as my kitten is trying to tear down the plant, <laughs> the <this> plant. <laughs> um, was really getting to know, um, to see where I was abandoning myself, mm. whether it was through how I was speaking to myself um, or how I was just showing up in my life. Mm. Was I showing up in ways that were harmful? I mean, I was showing up in so many ways that were harmful. Yeah. I mean, the, the primary one was just, like, complete self-abandonment in the form of people-pleasing, just constantly. I mean, I was, looking back, I was such an unsafe person to be around emotionally because I didn't know what I wanted or needed. Right. And I wouldn't tell you if I did because I'd be afraid I'd be rejected. Right. And wow. so here I am completely out of my center, completely out of my power, completely out of my sovereignty. Yeah. And I think that, that really began to change for me when I took a trip, um, a solo trip to Costa Rica. For me, um, travel has been one of the most important tools in my life for 
articulate it. When you travel, you travel with really nothing but you. Yeah. And you can't leave you behind. Yep. So it's very confronting. (laughs) Yeah. And you're removed from your usual surroundings and support system and what you know and everything. What you tell yourself, your identity, and that is incredibly freeing. And it allows space to to see yourself, to sit with yourself, to recognize your own limitations, but also to play with your own Mm. limitations, Mm. to experience things beyond you. Mm. No one knows who you are. You can walk into a room and be anybody, so why are you being the version of you you've always been? Right. It gives you space to try and play and grow and express. And um, for me, that was the first time I remember I was um, 33, crippled with social anxiety, crippled by public speaking, crippled by anyone paying any amount of attention to me. Mm-hmm. I show up in this place in a hostel. I was supposed to be there with my boyfriend. He broke up with me the week before. The oh. trip was already booked. Oh, my God. <laughs> the universe. The universe. Exactly. And I thought about it, and I was like, no, this is not a time to run. This is a time to be courageous. I will handle myself. I will. This is the also I think a fundamental part of self-sovereignty is knowing that sometimes you just walk into the fire with your eyes open it's not going to be comfortable but that is the way that we grow right and we are all powerful enough to do that it does not matter it does not matter where you've been it does not matter who you are every one of us is powerful enough to walk into a new you situation will yeah. you'll, you'll, you'll do more than survive you'll thrive if you mm. do it with your eyes open mm. And I walked into that hostel, and I spent the first 24 hours in my room. I was so hungry, but I was so shy and so anxious. I wouldn't even go into the kitchen in case I ran into another oh human being. You don't God. know this version of me. You know what? the current version yes. of me. You cannot what? imagine how. Naomi now oh. is like this beautiful queen <laughs> goddess floating around, loving everyone. What? Totally expressing, <laughs> like up, outgoing friends, yes. everything. But at that time, I was locked wow. inside myself. I mean, like a tight little box. Mm. Just mm. Yeah, so um, I just like gave myself a pep talk, wrote myself a love note in my journal, like, this is the time, girl, we're going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Made myself a deal. The only thing you have to do is walk into that kitchen, make yourself a piece of toast, get a drink of water, and come back to this room. You made it manageable. You made it, you you turned a big mountain into four actions. Yeah, that's one little thing. Like, I am a human being who has had many very important jobs in my life. I'm pretty sure I can make myself a piece of toast. Exactly. (laughs) Pretty sure it's just the anxiety telling me I can't right now. That's good self-talk, by the way. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Like, absolutely. Like, this is exactly how the, this is how, this this is is the process of how. Love it. In the moment, how you speak to yourself and what you remind yourself of and, and that you hold yourself with love. Mm. Not with, I didn't force myself to march out there. I didn't shame myself. God, what's wrong with you? You're an adult. Mm-hmm. Why can't you just be like blah, blah, blah? Mm-hmm. So what, what, what was it? It was that. more like, what was it? It was, uh, this is literally how I talk to myself inside. Okay, baby girl, I know you're anxious. It's okay that you're anxious. But we're here to have an experience. We're just going to start with something small and allow it. space for it. something else to happen. Mm-hmm. And if nothing happens in that space, it's okay. We'll just come back to the room. I love my own company. I got books to read. I'm already in Costa Rica. 
beautiful and warm outside. That's enough. Mm-hmm. But what if there could be more? Mm-hmm. What if there could be more? And really coming from that soft space, that open space, that space not of fear but of wonder, of opportunity, of life, of, of those like kind of magic moments of connection. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened. I, I walked into that kitchen and started chatting with one girl from Canada and another girl came in and she was going to a waterfall and they invited me. Mm-hmm. And my, my deal with myself was just like, just say yes. Right. Just say yes to everything. Just say yes. And if it gets too much, okay, we'll come back. We'll retreat. So, self-trust, right? Exactly. Self-trust. Exactly. If it's, if it's overwhelming, if it's too fast, we're going to get back. Protect, stay, yeah. calm, ground, yeah. whatever we need. Yeah. But let's just say yes. Let's just see what can happen. And that was the start of the best six weeks of my life up until that point. One thing led to another. Beautiful. I was making out with gorgeous god on the beach under the full moon. <laughs> Life. <laughs> Surfing for the first time. Oh skinny dipping naked. And running through the forest barefoot. I mean, it was just like, the forest was speaking to me. I mean, I finally felt in a place that felt like home for the first time mm. with people that felt more familiar than my friends ever mm-hmm. had. Mm-hmm. And every day was magic. Every day unfolded with no effort from me. As long as I just surrendered into it. And I knew I was held. I knew there was something outside of me holding me. I knew that I was holding me. Mm. And that process, that experience, was another massive shift. Another massive turning point toward knowing. Um, yeah, toward knowing what it is to love myself, to be in my sovereignty, to go into surrender. And also to know myself as part of something beyond as part of something magical and right. divine and complete and whole. Beautiful. Something that is speaking to me and wanting me and loving me just as I am experiencing it and wanting more of it and loving. So, yeah. Connecting with the divine or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, source yeah. energy, whatever yeah, absolutely. it is. Absolutely. Know? That gives power to insight. So from what I hear, and, and it is, it, yeah, from what I hear, it's, it's not something, it's not an epiphany that comes and turns your life and you're free from it. This is very glamorous. This is what sells, probably. But the truth, and, and it's what I've been experiencing too, it's, it's an everyday work of small steps and inner conversation. And that's what they mean by reparenting, by the way. Yes, yeah, it's like exactly. you were talking to yourself, well, the part of yourself that is a child. You're basically talking to yourself as if you were a mother to a child, um, you know, like allowing for freedom and play, but also protecting whenever it's needed and listening to what the child is saying and things like that. Mm-hmm. And it's an everyday practice. And also like from what I hear, you know, for example, this, um, this, this travel led you to another level. And then I'm sure you had like yes. another level and another level. Yes. It's like incremental <laughs> steps. Yes. Exactly. And steps you don't go back from. Mm. So that's a thing, like, once you begin this work, real transformation does happen. Mm. I couldn't I couldn't look the checkout person in the eye when I would go to the grocery store when I was younger. I, would, I wouldn't leave my house. I was so anxious. Yeah. And now, whatever, I do whatever I want. Yeah. <laughs> now you're like... <laughs> I do, I do wild things freezing. Yeah. that I will not admit oh, to. Oh, yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, girl. <laughs> But that's it. That's that's life. I, I think 
that's the beauty of self-love and that's why like yes. it's very difficult for me to like i was trying to do a course on self-love and it's yes. such a huge topic and it's so linked to everything else yeah. like in your case for example your journey of, of knowing yourself and seeing yourself and being gentle on yourself and creating a relationship with yourself basically opened you up to life. Yeah, that's I think that's the best way to say it. It, it opens... Most of the reason that we don't get what we want is because we're limiting ourselves and our, our idea of ourselves is limited. So a concept that's really helped me is like... Um, Normally I would draw this. <laughs> See, I could draw it in your mind's eye. Um, think of like an egg. Um, and the there's always like that one tiny little red spot in the middle of the True. egg yolk, right? True. And I think of that like tiny, tiny, tiny little spot in the middle of the egg yolk as like our conscious mind. Mm. And like the yoke itself is our vast unconscious and, and maybe it's all of our actions. Maybe it's everything we've ever experienced since we've been alive mm. in any life, in any form. Mm. Um, and then let's say that the white, the egg white all the way to the shell is every single thing that we don't know we can experience because we've literally never stepped into it in any form. Right. We've never stepped there. We don't know. It's beyond the edge of us, but it's still within our universe, the mm. universe that we actually can embody. Mm. And so for me, I feel like uh, as we undo these these different chains that, that we're carrying around inside of ourselves, for me, that's what it is. Sovereignty is about breaking the fucking chains and being free. Excuse my language. <laughs> like deep freedom. This is not a freedom someone else can give you. It's a freedom only you can give you. Right. You're the one that's talking to yourself in every Amen. moment. You're the one beside yourself in every moment. Yeah. Um, for me, it's all about the freedom to move through my own emotional body, my own limitations, my own ideas, whatever it is, my own projections, and find that space I've never found before. Mm -hmm. I want to map every single bit that I can map with my being while I'm here. I want all of it. I want to know it and taste it, experience it, good and bad, right? There's going to be like plenty of very difficult things. I've mm -hmm. already experienced plenty of very difficult mm -hmm. things and there'll be more. But since you have a relationship with yourself and you know now you know yourself and you know how to take care of yourself basically, yes. then it, it empowers you actually to move through life with a feeling of safety. You're like, like, you're like even if the bad may come mm -hmm. and I'm ready because I have done this whole journey of knowing myself and when the bad come maybe my inner child will be terrified but since yes. I know how to hold her yes we'll be okay yes yeah, since now I also know myself as the mother not just the child exactly. now that I also know myself as the warrior yes. not just the victim now that yes. I also know myself as the queen and not yes. just the subject now that I know myself and all these different in all these different ways that have been extremely challenging that have been so confronting that have taken blood sweat and tears to get through that have knocked me down for months or even years at a time mm. i have gotten through those i've gone through mm. those and that's why i feel so passionate about this this work because like uh when we get through those and we can stay in our heart we're, we're actually free we're actually free to keep experiencing from love even if we go through times of bitterness or we go through times of fear 
we can still come back to that center of like wonder and love and interconnection and power. And that's what it is. All <laughs> that's about. what it's all about. <laughs> totally agree. Yeah. I, I 100% agree. And I think this is, I think ultimately this is why I'm also like really beating the drum of like, love yourself, get to know yourself. Get to, it's more like get to know yourself, to know, know yourself, know yourself, know thyself, know thyself. Socrates was right. Know thyself. Yes. Because it is only when you know yourself that you reach this freedom. And that freedom, not in the sense, so like we might feel that freedom is like, I'm free, but it's more like you are empowered. Yes. Like that's the sense um, that we're talking about. It's like, with that empowerment, with that sense of inner safety, then you're free to move in this experience and be whatever the fuck you want to be. And that's yes, amazing. Exactly. That's what it is about. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, so back to self. We have a cat. How do you call this? Purring? Purring, purring, yes. purring over here. Little this babies. is wonderful. <laughs> Two cats Love purring. Love it. On, right I have cats now. all over me. This is amazing. So back to like self-love in itself mm-hmm. and maybe like self-care. There's one thing that I wanted to ask you, which is, so we talk a lot about self-care in magazines mm-hmm. and they're like, take a bath or have a massage or go shopping. And I always feel like the, the, the how to say, the previous version of me felt like it was very on the surface. And I was like, yeah, yeah. great. I did take a bath, but pff, still doesn't work. So what are some practices tools that would go a little bit deeper so we talked about the inner work Mm -hmm. so like something intermediary that that people and maybe specifically women can do to just like boost a little bit that feeling of self-love of feeling self yeah self-care yeah but that's just but that not just like it's not just like that surface thing of like yeah go get a mani-pedi which is nice too but yeah so i'm gonna give a suggestion that's actually um i'll give two suggestions the thing that's going to make any person feel loved the most is going to be different for every person. And it's always going to be the thing that you're neglecting the most yourself. My curiosity is peaked. <laughs> yeah. So it's generally like where we're feeling self-love is about meeting our own needs and being in that very like intimate space with our own self, uh, our own experience. And Often we feel guilt around meeting our own needs if we even know what those needs are. Absolutely. Like, what are my needs? Yeah, what are my, what are my <laughs> needs? What, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah. And I, I love to start with um, this place of thinking about uh, inviting uh, the archetype of our inner lover. Mm. Okay, so usually we project this power out of ourselves. True. We project it onto our idealized boyfriend. True. So if we're very lucky, onto our actual boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Who's going to show up doing all these things uh, and feeling all yeah. the things we feel. Thanks, Charlie. Where um, are you? <laughs> but yes. But, um, but yeah, so a, a one way to do that is to just sit with yourself and um, think about the things that you've talked about maybe with your girlfriends or people around you, things you've journaled about, um, about your disappointment of how other people have not treated you. And we all have it. Like maybe it's how our mother isn't treating us or our best friend isn't treating us, but quite quite often it's about how the men in our life are not treating us or how we wish to be treated by these men. Great starting point. And just write those sentences down. Write them out. Just see them. Notice them with your mind. Use your your mental body Mm. here. And at first, we'll take it into the other bodies later, but 
at first just use your mind um, to really see these in like a rational way. Oh, what am I repeating all the time? What's the need that I feel so disappointed mm. that no one is meeting? That I'm not getting, yeah. That I'm not yeah. getting, yeah. yeah. And once you have a, a sense of what that feeling, you know, what that this need is, like really go into your feeling body now, like go into your emotions mm. and ask like, okay, how is it? What, what is this? How is it showing up in my emotional body? How is it showing up when I'm waking up in the morning? Mm. How is it showing up when I'm like going to bed alone at night or with my partner at night yeah, or whatever, exactly. right? It doesn't yeah. actually matter. It's, Absolutely. Um, these unmet needs are always present and always affecting us and they're really just wanting to be heard and held yeah. and noticed and loved and squished and squeezed and brought into safety, mm. brought into importance, brought into significance. They're, they're wanting you to say, I notice this is causing me pain and I, it matters because I matter. Right. And it's usually what we're trying to get from somebody else. We want yes. to feel like we matter, our pain matters, yeah. our experience matters, that we're seen. Um, and so it's that self-seeing, it's, that's really that step and that's individual. Absolutely. And then once you can find that in your emotional body, okay, now, now we can start really playing with that and feeling it and loving it and that's where you can bring in that archetype of the inner lover. Like, if I had this being who just showed up perfectly for me right now, magically, you know, genie, please send me the ideal lover. <laughs> like, what is the, the sensation, mm. the, the sense, the knowing, the experience I would have with that person Beautiful. that would satisfy that need? Is it that I need to feel safe? Maybe I need to feel grounded. Maybe I need to be acknowledged for what I'm doing. Maybe I need that that beautiful lover to sit across from me and say, I see how much you're carrying. Maybe it's time to put it down for a minute. Whatever it is, that is the need that now you have the capacity through your own inner lover to start consciously meeting, mm. which is, again, about building self-trust, being in your own sovereignty, taking your own responsibility for your own well-being, being willing to show up for yourself, being real about your behaviors that are contributing to the lack you're feeling mm. and being in this beautiful place of sovereignty to identify the behavior situations connections whatever it is that can bring that back into balance mm. to be whole to be yeah. to be attended attended to yes to all of your areas needs so tend to your needs call your bullshit like mm. you know see yourself acknowledge everything that needs to be acknowledged this is self yeah, this is self-love, and, and this is why we also can use, why archetypes can be so powerful. Mm. It's very clear if you take it out of your body, out of your confused yes. little ball of yarn of what are my yes. needs, blah, 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 <laughs> and just say, what would this person do for exactly. me, right? Because it's crystal clear. Amazing. You know, another, uh, another way to find it can be in your emotional body, like what songs like make you absolutely tear up? I love this. <laughs> so genius. It's because true. you because you want it so bad. Yeah, exactly. And what songs make you tear up because you feel the pain so deep? Absolutely. Right? Yeah. It's a like big the lyrics. What are the lyrics? What are the lyrics? Exactly. What's the like... emotion? <laughs> what are the lyrics? Yeah. What is experiencing oh my gosh, yourself? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Because that is what needs attention. That's what wants to be seen, held, loved, reclaimed, yeah. brought into power, brought into alignment, brought into the light. Yeah. Sometimes it's as easy as just being like wow, this still fucking hurts. I'm just going to sit here for 20 minutes and feel that pain. Yeah, lie down, make yourself comfy, light some candles, and just feel it. Yeah. yeah. 
or maybe it's like, maybe that part of you just needs that pep talk. Maybe that part of you just needs to say, hey, I need this kind of pep talk. I, what I really need right now is to be in my own confidence, my power, which one of my best friends is mm, the right person to give me the that other pep talk? Parts, yes. Okay, now I'm going to reach out to my beautiful sources of connection. Because yes. self-love is always held in relation to our love with others, our loving relationship mm. with others. That's how we learn and grow and inform ourselves and experience. And integrate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. I love that. I th- that I love this. I think this is really, again, like valuable because yes, it's nice to take a bath. It is really nice. Yeah. But sometimes um, that might be what you need. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, but other times, something as simple as like sitting down and doing some imagination work, closing your eyes, and again, like visualizing what you need and giving it to yourself through the proxy of an archetype which is why i love archetypal work because it gives you this this thing of like you externalize this part so it's easier for us somehow to create a relationship and a conversation with it um and it make it just it it really it helps you like dissolve um blockages and knots it's like when you go to the massage and he's like working on your knots and you can work on your own knots by yourself and what i love about this is you don't have to reach out to a man to have it. Because I used to reach out to a man, the wrong man, because I didn't have the right man, for these unmet needs. And what it triggers is codependency or unhealthy relationships. And you put yourself in, in a situation where you betray yourself or you give power to someone else. Um, that's why I love what you're saying. Like give, You can give to yourself what you need through, again, like some let's call them tricks of the mind, you know, like archetypal work. It's amazing. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, let's wrap it up. Um, I have one last question for you. Yes. What advice would you give to um, someone who is, like, okay, let's say someone who feels that there's an unease and, like, there's something in their life that's not working you know, it's bubbling at the surface, but mm-hmm. maybe they have read a little bit about this. They probably follow Instagram accounts about self-love or the holistic psychologist or, you know, like, the, I love that account. But they still didn't really fully step into that, that journey. What would you recommend for someone to, like, start their journey? Mm, yeah, so um, you humans, we, we learn best, we integrate best when we're held in a group space, mm. right? So held in a community of some kind. Mm. That's why, you know, we have all the information in the universe on Google, but we'll still spend a hundred grand to go to college. Totally agree. Or to yoga retreat. <laughs> to yoga, yoga retreat. training. Or, or group for coaching. coaching exactly. Or whatever it is, right? And so, <laughs> it's true. you know, there are, it doesn't matter what your budget is. It doesn't matter what age you are. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter if that group is in person or if it's online. Mm. It doesn't matter if you go out and do like something explicitly in self-love or maybe you just take a class. It's about an interest of yours to connect to yourself. The, the thing to do is to like first sit with yourself and set the intention. Hey, I'm ready. I start with self-accountability, right? Mm. Like, hey, I love me so much that I might, today's the day that this changes. Mm. And that's not a big, massive step. You know, it's not a big, I'm, I'm going to go get a sauna and get a manicure 12 days in a row or something (laughs) like no like today i'm just gonna notice how i speak to myself Mm. today i'm gonna notice my emotions today i'm gonna come into presence with myself 
And today I'm going to find one community, one activity, one yeah. one thing one with thing. other humans who also care about themselves. Mm. And I'm just going to participate, maybe mm. just for a day. And if I don't do it, what am I going to do? Am I going to beat myself up? Am I going to treat myself like shit? Am I going to shame myself? No. I'm going to come back into what I feel. I'm going to give myself love and decide tomorrow if I want to start again. That's it. There's going to be no no self-abuse, no, no self-punishment, <laughs> no self-judgment, no more. Yeah. no more. We're done with yes. that. Like Today yes. is the last day of that. Yeah. So it starts with a decision, really. It yeah. starts with the decision, yeah. intention, and commitment. Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. I hope you found value and inspiration in this conversation. It was really hard for us to keep it short, and we are actually thinking of doing more sessions like these where we can talk about the other concepts. There is so much to self-love, and it is really a huge area of personal development and self-knowledge and self-discovery. In the meantime, I will share with you Naomi's Instagram page where she shares content about self-sovereignty, and she helps actually people in this journey. So feel free to contact her if you have questions about her journey and about what she shared in this episode. And as usual, you can always find me on my own Instagram page at umwonders if you want to have a conversation with me about self-inquiry, self-discovery, basically tips and tricks or insights, direction on how to start going inside yourself to know yourself. Because we all know that the only way for us to have a fulfilling life is to build a life that is aligned with what we truly are and want. And the best way to do this is to go inwards and get to know ourselves. So here's to a beautiful journey inside, meeting up with your inner world, your inner self, your inner movements. Next episode coming up very soon. And in the meantime, take care.